everyone, Brother Leo here. Quantum computing and artificial intelligence are issues that will affect the lives of everyone on the planet once it starts being used in conjunction with the Mark of the Beast system. But what is a quantum computer? And how will it impact the lives of people like you and me? Brother Jack will introduce you to the topic and share what he has discovered from watching a video on one of his favorite YouTube channels. Stay tuned. Brother Jack here. In this video, I'll be drawing heavily on footage from one of my favorite YouTube producers, Jason A., and from one of his favorite preachers, Ken Ortiz, from Spokane, Washington. Jason A. hardly ever makes personal comments. He just shows what others are saying, and then lets people form their own opinions. I'll be sharing a bit more than that here, but not much more. The facts do pretty well speak for themselves. So let's get started. How many of you have been like me? Whenever people have talked about all the CCTV cameras that exist in the world today, or when they have talked about how our mail can be read, and about how almost anyone could get access to what we say on the internet, I used to say, who has the time to be watching all that those cameras are seeing? And who has the time to read everything that we write on the internet? It's just too much to wade through. Unless we get a very high profile, we have nothing to worry about. Well now, with the advent of something called quantum computers, all that information, all of it, can be processed in no time at all. And then the computer itself can make intelligent decisions based on the algorithms within it. Knowledge is power. And we now have artificial intelligence in these huge computers whose knowledge is almost omniscient, capable of making godlike decisions about the future of the entire human race based on the criteria that have been fed into them by whoever has the money and the will to obtain and use that power. The Hebrew prophet Daniel received secret information about the future of the world many centuries ago. Only now is it becoming apparent just how right he was. This is part of what God told him. Seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Daniel 12, 4. Knowledge shall be increased. That is the understatement of the 21st century. It's not just that knowledge is growing, but it's begun to grow at a rate unparalleled in the history of the world so that knowledge doubled once every 100 years until 1950 or World War II, while knowledge began to double every 25 years. And then today we say the doubling of knowledge in the world happens every 13 months. Now tell us, what is quantum computing? Well, very few, very few people know that we are reaching the point where we can no longer make faster computers using the technology that we're using today. This year, IBM began to help us take that first step in producing the first commercially viable quantum computer. Now, what is a quantum computer? Well, I don't know what it's going to cost. They just profiled it just about a month ago, and it's an amazing 20 by 20 box. But the fact is it's going to be probably in the range of billions of dollars. 
But the value of this piece of equipment, which is so necessary, is its ability to basically atomically process information rather than rely upon silicone chip-based computers. Uh, guys, what will quantum computing help us do that we cannot do today? Well, basically, what we will be able to do is operations that today take us, let's say, hours or days, we can do it in a blink of a second. It's, it has the ability to take massive amounts of data and crunch them and, and sort them according to the algorithms that are written to get the information that you want. Not only is the quantum thousands of times faster than a silicone-based computer, but it's absolutely necessary for creating the Internet of Things. This Internet of Things is quite a new concept, which can include anything you buy. But the clothing industry seems to be the best way to merge it with 24-hour surveillance in the style of the novel 1984. The convergence of new technologies is opening up previously unimaginable possibilities. The convergence of fashion and technology also provides opportunities to transform not just clothes, but the people wearing them. Note that they keep telling us that these things are going to help us, when we, the consumers, don't really need all of this control. It's not being done for us, it's being done to us, and yet we quietly follow the trends. What is really special about the clothing industry is just how totally they dictate what their customers will wear. This remarkable control has not been overlooked by the powers that be, who are obsessed with monitoring everything. Mayant is a company that's pioneering the creation of clothing that can monitor your every move. We call it textile computing, uh, some other people call it uh, smart fabric. Everything will have these very inexpensive chips put in them so that the manufacturer, the owner, everything about it will be known and will be traceable. Essentially, it's, a, it's an interactive fabric that could uh, sense uh, data from you. So-called smart fabrics are being touted as the next frontier of wearable technology. Yarns are paired with electronic sensors so that essential data can be captured from the human body. Essential data? Essential to whom? You and I don't need this stuff. Smart fabrics could radically change consumers' relationships with the clothes they wear. But as technology increases the pace of change, how can the industry keep track of what consumers really want? We are just seeing a pace of change which is frightening, but it's also incredibly exciting for the future of fashion. But when this comes online, you know they say that the rate of knowledge increase will double every 12 hours. All this information is gathered up and they just simply have to write the algorithm that they need to sort the data and they have the quantum computing which can do it fast enough so that instantaneously information about you can be grasped. Basically what an algorithm does is it places a value on certain pieces of information and discards the things that aren't value. So like when the Chinese are doing today with their social credit score. And here the state is already using data in an effort to control the behavior of its citizens. Journalist Leo Hu is barred from some hotels. He can't buy property. He can't even take a high-speed train. The government here is building a social credit system using individuals' data. The Chinese government wants this social credit system to monitor the trustworthiness of its 1.4 billion citizens. 
and to monitor their compliance with social norms and rules. This could eventually include close surveillance of their activities, both online and in the wider world. In Western democracies, checks and balances could prevent the kind of exploitation some in China are already facing. But will they? I think it's interesting that the Chinese people care more about safety than freedom. And essentially throughout history, people have over and over again given up their, their freedom in order to feel more safe. It's part of the secret of the Nazis in Europe. This is the kind of thing that guys like Stalin and Hitler would have, you know, sold everyone's firstborn child to have. So what we're really seeing is the normalization of a cashless society and the normalization of the extinction of privacy. So people sit back, how in the world can the Antichrist control the world economy? There are seven and a half billion people who are now living on the planet Earth. By the way, 21% of those live in China. India has requires 1.3 billion people to have biometric cards, biometric cards in order to engage in the system. On the other end, you've got China with 1.2 billion people. We're getting close to half the world's population is already part of this kind of surveillance system. And it's reaching all over. Venezuela now is working with ZTE, one of these Chinese companies developing this technology, because Maduro in, China, in Venezuela would like to have that kind of control over his population. The deadbeat map is an add-on to the chi Chinese social media platform WeChat. It allows users to pinpoint the location of those who have failed to pay their debts within a 500 meter radius. This naming and shaming app essentially uh, is China's latest tool to monitor the behavior of its citizens and to pretty much distinguish between those who are trustworthy and those who are disobedient. It's pretty terrifying. This is part of China's social credit system which is reportedly uh, going to be mandatory by 2020. Is that likely to work? Do people not care that much about their privacy? Well, listen, if people here are willing to hand over much of our privacy in exchange for commercial and material efficiency, <laughs> right. what's to say that 1.4 billion people in right. China wouldn't give over their privacy for governing efficiency? So when we talk about how, how China is trying to become an AI superpower in the 21st century, that's about controlling an industry that has global implications. We don't have the same level of despotism in our country that exists in other countries. But it's just a matter of time. According to the Future Business of Australia 2014, 2040 report, they said most workers are predicted to have embedded personal technology within 18 years. The vast majority of our employees absolutely love the conveniences that having this chip in their hand really brings. I can log into my computer with this, which I do every day. Uh, I can log into my phone with it. Uh, uh, I can pay for items if I forgot my credit card or my phone. The final replacement is going to happen when we fully go over to away from hard currency to digital currency. Only 8% of currency actually exists in a physical form. 92 to 93% of all currency is digital already. This requires digital devices. And currently today there are 10 billion, 10 billion with a B, 10 billion digital devices on planet Earth. By 2020, next year, there will be between 50 and 60 billion digital devices on the planet. At this point, Ortiz starts talking very plainly about Bible prophecy. He refers to the Antichrist himself, but also to his mark. 
implanted in the right hand or the forehead of virtually everyone on Earth, without which we will not be able to buy or sell. And this is where it all comes together. There's never been another point in human history that we can look at where the literal fulfillment of these things could actually take place. You see, throughout history, people have been trying to look at these words and, and understand these symbols and these actions and these personalities, and they tend to, as we often do, identify it with what's going on in our personal generation. I mean, in World War II, the vast majority of evangelical Christians who believed in the literal fulfillment of biblical prophecy were absolutely convinced that it was Adolf Hitler, and for good reason. <laughs> he really seemed to fit all of that. And one of the things that I pointed out earlier was that the spirit of Antichrist has been with us since the fall, but never before in human history has this been able to be fulfilled in the literal sense in which the Bible speaks of it. And what happened even historically is the church began to, especially after the pattern or example of Augustine in the fifth century, began to interpret it allegorically. And the problem with allegory, allegor, allegorical interpretations is your allegory is good as mine. And so once you disconnect the prophecy from historical reality in the future and give it something other than a very literal meaning, you will be free to give it any meaning you want. Yet today is different because today we can look at it in its most literal meaning and we can see the possibility of its fulfillment in the world in which we live. And the idea of, of one universal economy where nobody can buy or sell without being part of it has never been a reality until the day in which we're living today. Satan has to have a delivery system for this universal world economy. And today we're in that kind of world where there's an all-encompassing universal system that is even operating as we speak. So where do we go from here? Sadly, there are a lot of people wringing their hands about just how inevitable all of this is, but very few can see how it has always been planned by God as one final and ultimate revelation of his son, Jesus Christ. Solutions everywhere range from stockpiling weapons and food to saying magic prayers so that you will at least go to heaven after they kill you. But somewhere in between is what Jesus taught his disciples from day one. He taught them to take no thought for food or clothing, but to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and our heavenly Father will take care of our material needs. Learning to live without the mark of the beast is a very big part of what Christian discipleship is all about. The bottom line is that we listen. We listen to Jesus in the four gospels. We listen to the Holy Spirit in the little decisions that we make every day of our lives. And we listen to God speaking to us through all that is happening in the world around us. People are not doing that. And because of it, no amount of panic or hysteria is going to prepare you for what is coming. Everywhere, people are wanting to get inside information, but without reference to the one who predicted all of this in the first place. He's not stupid, you know. No quantum computer can hold a candle to the real intelligence behind the universe. All of this is part of God's showdown with a rebellious human race. People like you and me, who have lived our lives with almost total disregard for our creator, his purpose for creating us, and his plan for our lives. But now, a few of us are trying to change all of that. We're doing what we can to re-establish that link with Jesus Christ the literal son of the creator of the universe. It has radically transformed our lives. This is not church. It is not traditional prepping. 
It is preparing us for life in a new world, which is going to outlast all that the Antichrist can do with his temporary kingdoms. Please subscribe to this channel and click on the notification symbol, the bell, so that you can watch more of our videos if you want to be eternally victorious and spiritually prepared for what lies ahead. Thank you.